Hello, this is Billy Moon. Thanks for tuning to my podcast. The main purpose of starting this series is to pick the brains of other talented, interesting people, what their dream goals are, their fears, their successes, and their failures. I also love connecting good people to other gatekeepers to achieve their dreams. So bear with my interview skills, if any, and dive into the stills of life. Here we go. Okay. Hey, Michelle. Hey. Right off the bat, how many times have people misspelled your first name? A thousand. (laughs) (laughs) Can you explain that? I've never seen a single letter L. Well, my real name is not Michelle. Oh. My real name is Michael. I'm named after my dad. Oh. And my grandmother, who is from Italy, off the boat Italy, refused to call me Michael. She called me Micaela. So oh, I love that. It was one of those things that that was too much for kids to say or my relatives to say. So my mom just started calling me Michelle and she spelled it the French Italian way. So oh. that's how I came to have only one instead of two. Oh, that's a sweet story. Yeah. I'm not going to like ask you like your your genesis and I, I figured you've done so many of those already. But it's more <laughs> like uh just if for me selfishly I, would, I just want to pick your brain and your visual style is just uh so lush and like really gorgeous thank you and um and i'm scared about pro photo lighting as we talked about <laughs> privately before we started but i really want to like learn from the best of the best so uh thank you for being here for that you're so welcome um, and i i noticed um you also teach at art center or do mm-hmm. you still do that Yes, um, not currently. They're um, in between semesters for the class that gets taught. We rotate. Oh. Me and a few other fashion photographers rotate. When you teach fashion photography, it's such an individually subjective, visionary art form per person. Mm-hmm. So how do you go about that when it comes to teaching? That's a great question. You know, it's so funny. Everyone's such an individual person in in their endeavor to be a photographer in any faction of that art form. What I would do is I would talk to you at, in depth as a student, as a fellow artist, for God's sake. Um, What's your family heritage? Why? The where's? The how's? Who'd you break up with? This And it all affects your art form and why is the storytelling so personal is because you're plucking it from your own life your own experiences your own heritage yeah and no one can take that from you that's why Stephen Meisel's work is different than Ellen Von Onworth's that's different than Mario Sorrenti or any of the masters and uh, you know Richard Avedon is different than Irving Penn because they are different human beings. And if we pluck essences and our vantage points and our loves and put it in our artwork from an individual standpoint, then we are, we stand out Mm. and we have a vantage point of our own. And that's really what I'm saying. I mean, you've been shooting all your life. You were in front of the camera as an actor. Yes. Technically, you're still an actor. Right now, I'm at... Right? The SAG strike is over. Mm -hmm. And you're like a DP, right? Mm -hmm. Very rarely do I get to do that. Do you miss it? It's not missing. It's the opportunities that I've put in front Uh, of myself to... and I could put it in front of myself way more. It just yeah. seems to be, um, I want to do it on such a grand level that I need such a team around me. Yeah. And the jobs have to have such a you know good fiscal energy around it to do it right, or so I don't want to budget. do it. <laughs> so I'm not the kind of photographer or cinematographer that wants to just wing it and take an iPhone and just shoot something. Oh yeah. I'm not like that. No. I really have a process. I have a like the posters on these walls in this room. I mean, I look at these films that you've got hanging here and yeah, I go, I want to uh, do that, you know. My massive luxurious studio here. Um <laughs> got tons of posters. But um it it's rare for me to meet a uh, uh, a cinematographer who becomes a photographer. It's usually a mm-hmm. uh, photographers who become they kind of upgrade to become a cinematographer 
and then they take and they still take stills on the side for fun mm-hmm. but um but i guess photography just kind of fell in your lap and you've been like excelling it for like how many years and getting you published to, and you want a lady to give away numbers <laughs> <laughs> no, you can give an idea. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Look, I I started acting at six years old. My mom was a theatrical agent. Um, uh, and I knew I had this other thing tugging at me. I knew it. Even though I really wanted to be an actor really bad. And I pursued it for a long time. But at eight years old, my dad gave me a camera, a Nikon. And he's like, you know, photograph what you, you see. You still have it? I still have it. Nice. And he's like, photograph what you see because you'll remember things that way. You'll 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 conjure. You'll make your next picture because of the last picture. Yeah. Um. It was just so cool. And then pretty soon, I had a dark room, and acting was still my thing. But I just wanted to do what I was doing. But I wanted to be on the other side of the camera. You know, it was it was not you know it's not a commonly done profession for a female especially in the era of time i was doing it and then i just started picking up motion picture cameras and i think one of my first professional jobs was for the grammy award-winning video for alanis morissette you ought to know i was um one how'd you get that one of my dearest friends nick egan at a party said hey what do you do for a living? When I it when I first met him, he asked me, "What do you What do you do?" And I said, "I'm a photographer," which was total bullshit. <laughs> I was doing like actors' headshots, basically, to make money, to pay my yeah, rent, to pay my what, mortgage. That's what I'm doing. And um, he said, "I've got this video that I want you to work on, and I've also got a rock band from Australia, and uh, they're called In Excess, and I would love for you to do their 12-inch singles." And you have to understand, I don't know what a light does. I don't know what a... I've never plugged a light in for a photo shoot in my life. I literally learned from just looking at magazines, looking at German Vogue and Italian Vogue and and National Geographic and Esquire and all these magazines that had the masters in them and looking at why is that light doing this? Just like you and I discussed before we started this, this, this discussion... I was looking at you and talking to you right, you know, about your lighting on you yeah, and what it is right now. But that's a hell of a blind faith. It is, isn't it? You just have connections and you know, you feel people, you know what I mean? I think in this endeavor, you better do it quick and you better do it with gentility and humor because you sometimes do, as you said earlier, only have, hi, Oliver. (laughs) You only do have 10 minutes sometimes with Harrison Ford or Jodie Foster or Adrian Brody. And it's important for you to stay centered and just get in immediately, you know, with them. When I say get in, understand them immediately and form a comfort barrier around them so that the moment you do pick up your camera, there's safety in that and you're trusted and you're going to get a better result, you know? really amazing when i was uh looking at all your photos i mean there's like a dreamy like a graceful colorful within very specific landscapes and i thought oh this has to be her style (laughs) does she know it or does she not (laughs) because you kind of shoot in lots of like uh desolate um environments Mm -hmm. and sometimes with some nice architecture Mm -hmm. and the models there's like narrative posing Mm -hmm. i don't really see like typical commercial posing where they're just eyes to the lens all the time Mm -hmm. would you say that's your style yes i would say film has influenced me so much and i don't mean film i mean literally films that everything that I do comes from a place or a vantage point of how can I make this cinematic? Can I use an anamorphic lens? Can I, or the subject, let's say the muse has to be emotive in some capacity. I rarely ever enjoy photographs that are vacant of just either massive simplicity and you're looking literally at that person. Mm -hmm. Like you're looking and seeing that person. Or I usually will take a totally the antithesis approach where it's 
a rare a rare position an unusual position that the human body wouldn't normally take and why are you doing that I do <laughs> and in, like that. how incongruous you know is that you know what yeah, I mean? I call it the, the, the broken back uh, <laughs> yeah. posing. Yeah, give me some broken back poses. Mm-hmm. Do you still love it? Oh my God, I, yeah, I just, I love it You don't want to do so anything much. else? No. You don't want to be a director? Oh no, I would love to be a director. Oh, love. Oh. I would love to be a di- director because I love in art endeavors to be in control of all the facets. And a director's really the one that's you know driving the force driving yeah. the the narrative driving all these things and i think that's really damn cool yeah and you have to be nice to the studio because they are call the shots or make an independent film yeah mm-hmm. but you, do you want to do that or more studios studio films oh either okay yeah what would you say your first major breakthrough was okay when i started i was not a fashion photographer i started just using my eyes and really looking at people and really taking in people and at about eight years old i went on a trip to guatemala oh excuse me guadalajara (laughs) oh and i had a camera and i photographed people on the street And that was my first breakthrough because when I got the proof sheets back, Mm. I had so many adults interested in the result of the photographs that I all of a sudden started realizing, wow, you can acquire love from photographs, from taking photographs. People can admire you. People can adorn you with compliments. How interesting. I've never gotten that. Yes, you have. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you have. At first was doing it maybe for the a different reason, but now I do it because it's really how I see things and it's how I can take what I see of you right now and I can capture it and keep it. Yeah. And I love that. I can drive the narrative of you looking at me like with your, you know, eyebrows knit like I'm doing now or smiling or pensive or Uh I'm driving that narrative just by having a dialogue with you on set and that's that's to me is fascinating especially if it's someone of note that you're you know used to seeing them in a certain way I love to do things that are different like for example one time I shot Steve Carell (laughs) and I said you know what Steve he goes what what do you want to do today because I had him for like three hours it was a luxury oh and I was shooting him for the cover of a magazine and I said, you know what I really want to do? You're going to be just kind of, you don't think I'm weird, but I want to see you like your wife sees you. I want to see you in bed when you wake up in the morning. And I want to see you, how you look at your wife because you're so in love with your wife, right? And he goes, yeah, I am. Nancy. And I said, okay, lay on the bed with me. And I put a sheet over him and I, and I got under the sheet with oh. my camera. Oh. And then I just said, okay, look at me. And the second he looked at me, I took the picture. I didn't see that one. Yeah. It's one of my favorite pictures. I'll never take it out of my book. And I took it. I think we're going on like 17 years ago. Wow. And another experience that I had that was so beautiful was with Adrian Brody and a horse. I had a horse come to the set. That was beautiful. Was it Black Stallion? Yeah. And I knew that he loved animals and he was very much an animal person. And I just said adrian what's that on the floor is that did you drop something and he looked like this and he he had the exact profile as the horse (laughs) and it was kind of this just moment that just you know for me you just lied to him to get that yeah oh i lie all the time to get what i yeah he's like no i don't see anything (laughs) he's like oh oh look elvis you're like oh my bad (laughs) yeah and yeah just things like that how did you like that it, it's still bright, but it's like soft. It's like a nice glow, mm-hmm. especially the wide shot. Wide shots are very intimidating. So mm-hmm. how did, what well, was your setup? The normal days. I'm a one light Charlie kind of. So you did one light on that? Yeah. One light above. Done. It was a Brisa 180, like tucked up into the in between the two trusses of that with a soft warehouse with Hampshire on the front. 
and a grid. I never leave the house without a grid. 50 degree, 40 degree grid. Never. Oh, with grids. Um, yes. What is the main purpose of a grid versus uh, like a regular? Well, your light in right now, that, that, that modifier, that fabric, yeah. it's just spreading the light out right. from that edge of that of that circle you know right. the circle it's spreading it out like this yeah. where you when you the minute you put that grid on you're really focusing that light with the tweaks little teeny tweaks that are going up or down to the left or to the right you're panning it or tilting it and you're really giving that light a path that you've directed your you're focusing it you know what i mean whereas this is just kind more of. of a wash you've got to get a grid I'm begging you to get a grid. Oh, it's another two hundred million. Oh, whatever. <laughs> um, Don't eat next week. <laughs> no, I can't. I love food. I know, me too. Um, I'm Italian. How long was that photo shoot with Mr. Brody? An hour and a half, two hours. Oh wow. We mostly talked the whole time. That's a luxury. Yeah. Were you nervous that the horse might do something? No. The Wrangler was there? There was a Wrangler there. I love her. Her name's Marnie. She came with another horse that keeps him calm. Oh, that horse's name, I think, was Mickey or Chapal. And the horse that you don't see so is off to the right. So those two horses are lovers and they yeah. have to keep each other calm. Or they're each other. They, I guess they call them pace horses or whatever it is for a running horse. Oh, and the horse was just on the side. And, you know, like, Adrian's horse was just you know, kind of checking in with him and his ears would go back a couple of times, meaning they're listening when their ears turn. Yeah, or yeah. But beautiful. no, I wasn't nervous. And then I did another photo. Shoot. I've done many animals on many photo shoots. But another time I wanted a horse in the exact same location, funny enough, for a bridal company. <laughs> I wanted the horse to lay down on the ground and sit up and the girl Whoa. to be in in his flank like sitting on the ground in a wedding gown all spread out everything oh my looking like the same and that took literally 20 minutes to get the horse that's it laying down well no they trained it the day before yeah, but, but it took a lot to walk it in a circle walk it in a circle it had to lay on sand because uh -huh. it couldn't lay on the studio floor because it hurts that their ribs and there was just this whole thing and then she had to go in and it was very you know nerve-wracking because mm -hmm. we were afraid he would just stand up and hurt the model mm -hmm. but luckily she was um a russian gal and she had grown up with horses so she was like no 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 i know what to do very good so she was like you know petting him and all these things it was really cool but i fun. did shoot a tiger once and that was crazy and he tried to Eat the you? tiger literally was growling at my assistant Eric oh, fuck Larson. No. Oh fuck no! <laughs> fuck I yeah! Quit. No, he literally stood up out of nowhere. He was the he tiger. was trained to sit down. He had a chain around his neck, oh, going this way and that way with two Wranglers. And out of nowhere, he just stood up and he gave Eric Larson Whoa. a look, and the Wrangler immediately took the tiger uh -huh. and said, "We have to take a break." Wow. and walked it and put it in its cage a big huge cage you should shoot the key art for gladiator 2 <laughs> i wish they're about to I would love that i love ridley scott wow. wow have you have you done one sheets no that's surprising yeah you'd be perfect for it thank you right so would you yeah oh uh speaking of talent my friends are always always surprised how nice movie stars are mm-hmm because they always assume that they're all dicks. Yeah. But I'm like, no, everyone I've shot, they've so all been nice. nice. It's usually a crew member mm -hmm. who's a dick. I agree 100%. So I tell my friends, like, you're surprised that these movie stars are nice because you assume they're dicks. Mm -hmm. I would be surprised that they're jerks because I assume all movie stars are nice. Mm -hmm. So they have this opposite expectation. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think you and I know it's usually someone behind the camera. There's always someone who's just kind of off-putting and just kind of mm -hmm. getting in the way. The ability to stay away from those kind of people is so great <laughs> that the minute anyone on my crew or that I work for or with has any kind of like negativity or anything, I am so, I, I want the morale of my team to be so happy and funny and, oh, the light fell. Get it? Pick it up. Let's just get, let's get through the shot. Let's do it. Because 
there's nothing worse than allowing that energy in an endeavor that's creative. We could be working in like a really bad job or somewhere where you're not happy, you know, filing paperwork or lifting rocks in a quarry for God's sake. And here we are, our job is to take photographs or to be a cinematographer. How could you be in a bad mood? How could you be crabby? How could you be, you know, anything but elated to be there? Right. And I tell my students when I have the luxury of having them in front of me that, you know, that's the best thing I could ever teach you is duck feathers and get rid of people that do not want to be there that are. They're probably going through something. Yeah. Yeah. But still, you got to like take them out. Yeah. Take them down. <laughs> Just take them out at the knees like a quarterback. When you start to shoot some like pretty uh, famous people, mm-hmm. what kind of uh, homework and research would you do on your own? I do a lot of research, you know, talk to their agents, talk to their assistants, um, find out what they love, what they hate. What I do do a lot is to get there faster when I don't have a lot of research or when I have a ton of research is as a female, I use my voice and I use it very low toned here. I I speak slow and I speak quiet and I keep my tone of voice here because I want to really immediately get you sensitive to who we are together yeah why are we here what's our endeavor for today and as a female if i go hey bill move that light for me or if i go hey bill move that light for me who are you gonna identify with more as a Uh, female you're gonna the first one (laughs) (laughs) you're funny you're funny i think it's a female keeping your voice at this temperature this 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 yes. tone yes it's really really one of my best assets that yes. i use so that i can get jobs done fast i can get things done with elegance with ease mm-hmm. with understanding comfort yeah and i can't stand like pr- photographers who are like so eccentric and loud and yeah. like really into the fine art Mentality. I'm yeah. Like, this is, come on, guys. It's just a photo shoot. You don't have to be all like spiritual and it's a, It's crazy. like a caricature of a photographer. Like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like silliness and sometimes. They, they, yeah. I just don't, I just don't <laughs> want weird people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. But I'm glad you're not like that. Oh, well, thanks. Since the strike started only a few months ago, but it feels like a year. <laughs> I, I don't know if how people are going to react when I say this, but... I think stylists mm-hmm. are the most crucial part of fashion photo shoot. Now, I know everyone's an equal player here, <laughs> but just hear me out because I have wonderful makeup artist friends and I'm friendly with a few model agencies here. Mm-hmm. I find it personally challenged to land a great stylist. What is your advice for me to like, because... And they they all they all have, they all gave me their rates and all that and mm-hmm. and they should be paid. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a whole nother world of like how they operate, like oh, pulling clothes and yeah. critically competing different. and yeah. getting being close to like uh, cl- clothing managers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If I could just add a great stylist to my mm-hmm. team, I could kind of make it. Yes. It's really hard. You just form families with people and you do jobs with people and you stay in touch with people. And And I've been so lucky to be on jobs where maybe it's the stylist of the actor I'm shooting and we just form this bond and it lasts for years. I mean, I've been working with the same people for many, many years. And then a lot of younger people reach out to me and say, hey, you know, Michelle, I'd love to do something with you for like Numero or Sean or, you know, whatever. And we might endeavor together if I like their book or whatever. And that's another good way to get, you know, people um, is admiring their work and off Instagram and reaching mm-hmm. out to them. I do that a lot when I like I someone's work. I totally do that. I mean, you've been published several times in different different editorials. Mm-hmm. Um, do these magazines approach you? Sometimes I go after them. Sometimes they come to me. I used to shoot for GQ, GQ Russia, tons, and they would just call, they would literally call me like literally once a month and say, "Hey, what are you doing? How about in two months we do Hawaii? How about 
we go to the desert how about this we want to do a western story let's get some horses um it would just it just depends i mean that's when you know you made it they're willing to pay you to travel (laughs) they used to pay you oh what yeah what do you mean well they still pay but it's not every magazine pays anymore it's so sad in the day you know in the days when i started at minimum you were getting six seven grand like literally what, per day? yeah to produce a photo shoot for them and now low? there's so many magazines that are like you got this right there's not one like i'm shooting a cover friday for lay official and it's i'm doing it for my keep my tool exercise creativity uh-huh. the love of the talent the love of the magazine the love of the fashion editor mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i think so it the, that that question has many answers you know what I mean? Well, I need all of them because I <laughs> I would love to like, you know, be at that level. Okay, well you should start finding out which magazines take submissions and oh. really put your work in front of those editors. Like a spec shoot into their liking and then you kind of pitch yourself like Yeah. That? Yeah. Oh. Like like Yellow Magazine out of Brazil, they take submissions. You 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 text or you email the magazine editor. Right. And you just say, hey, I want to do a story and I want it to I want it to look like, you know, Roger Deegan's lighting and these are the designers and these are the clothes in this atmosphere. And then they can say, oh, we love that. Yeah, go do it. We'll publish it. And they pay you for the rights to... No. How does this work? Those, that's like an art house magazine, Yellow. So there's no payment. You're paying for everything. It's a way for you to get oh, your work. okay. Just front. exposure then. Yes. Okay. And then some of these magazines have so many followers that it's like wonderful advertising for you, for your art, for your your sensibilities, and for a lot of people to see your work. So great. So like these uh, fashion brands, they'll either approach you or sometimes you'll pitch an idea to, and then you approach them, and if they say yes, you guys will collaborate. No, not fashion brands, magazines. Magazines. Fashion brands, that's when your stylist comes in, and you'll say to that stylist, I want to do... Okay, uh, okay. Something that's all black and dystopian or whatever. And who are the designers? Obviously, you're going to immediately think of people like Rick Owens. You're going to, you know, you're going to start conjuring with your stylist. Oh, we could pull from these people. Now, if the magazine's high enough level, like, you know, Le Officiel, Marie Claire, Elle, usually the clothes don't need to be pulled. They're just given to the magazine and asked to be shot in a story because they're advertising in that magazine but when it's an art house magazine the your stylist will go to these fashion houses and pull all the people that have her or his favorite black dystopian pieces what you're what you're trying to conjure you know what i'm saying and then you photograph them in the story and then it gets run and then other designers see you and they might reach out to you and go oh my god i love that story that you shot would you want to maybe do our lookbook? Would you want to maybe do an ad campaign with us? And that's when your 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 train wheels are really spinning and you're really got it going. You'll start getting, especially over Instagram, people going, "Oh my God, I would lo- I would love to work with you. I'd love to shoot with you." And it just starts happening. It's amazing, and it feels so good. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> But yeah, I wish people could going. see your face. You oh, yeah, like I'm smiling like comedian. crazy right now. You are so you. funny. That was a great point about between uh, uh, magazines and brands themselves. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say Vogue hires you, mm-hmm. like, but we want to feature uh, Chanel clothes, mm-hmm. but other brands of jewelry. And so a mix of brand names. Mm-hmm. Are, are you involved in those talks or you just take it as sometimes when you shoot for magazines there yes of course you're involved in those talks but it's you have to understand the reason why chanel's picked or dior's picked with david yearman earring or cartier or balenciaga or whatever you know the Sounds shoes good. are they're 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 saying to the viewer the reader look at this these designers all work so harmoniously together with this lighting with this masterful photographer with this you know right i mean if you look at some of the masters like your irving pens your avidons your mizels i mean they're really taking 
the fashion is it's there on the page but you're noticing more the the alchemy of the combination of everything instead of just that it's dior glasses you know right because uh, i always suspect like all those brand names might be conflicting with each other because we're like no we want to highlight more of our brands and that does happen and that's yeah. called an advertorial and i've done two of those yes an advertorial that's so what that word? is is and i did it for louis vuitton and i did uh-huh. it for saint laurent and it's when they give you their entire collection to pick from that mm-hmm. just went down the runway 10 pieces 15 pieces you shoot it for the magazine you get paid a little money because it's an ad vertorial but it's your choice of the story how you're going to shoot it what the story is it has to get cleared by them of course but it's your idea and you and your whole family of team your gaffer your you know your your stylist your hair your makeup they all have to do stuff that is their style louis vuitton style or and i was working with kim jones at the time he was the designer it was right before virgil abloh took over for kim jones I don't know. so i got to shoot his last collection and then for saint laurent it was um i was taking you know directives from italy from anthony vaccarello who was saying oh no we don't want to do this when we would love to do that though we love that idea of it being in the desert and the crystals in the desert and the shoes are all covered in crystals and and so you do have dialogues like that but it it's it's very much about their directive and their the way their line is and how it thrives and how it evolved and you have to stay under their umbrella to do an advertorial when it's an alchemy and mixture a magical mixture of all different designers that's when your stylist has to be masterful because they're telling the story and you as a photographer have the luxury of a masterful stylist or a masterful fashion director like a like a grace coddington you know if you look at the pages of vogue of what she's done in combination you know mixing designers together it's literally magic it's so inspiring to me and you have to realize that chanel and dior and all these designers are advertising in vogue and l and all these magazines and harper's bazaar so they want to show of course and 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 represent them for some reason i just thought brands are stingy because they want to make it head to toe just one no but this whole alchemy is actually more welcome than people would think it's actually of course yeah it's like very normal and they're like okay with it well you've been looking at fashion photography for over a hundred years it's most of the time a mixture of different designers in that one photograph normally it's all different designers but who calls the final shots the editor-in-chief of the magazine your anna wintour's your yeah you know this whole hierarchy i'm like it's it's so fascinating well it's a business yes you know and someone's got to govern the country and run the country you know right don't tell me how much you got paid but what would you say is a range of like doing a campaign shoot for a magazine if you're asking me how much does a photographer make to do like a Chanel campaign uh, uh, in the hundreds of thousands, maybe more. Holy shit. If it's Target, it could be <laughs> anywhere from $7,000 to I'll take it. $52,000. Holy to, shit. I'll take it. It just depends on the photographer's level, the photographer's experience, the photographer's and this could Instagram be like one day, following. Two days. I mean, that's another factor, crazily. It's like one day, two day work. Oh, it could be a week. It could be two weeks. But wow. when you're shooting for a magazine, even the masters are barely getting paid anything. Why? Because they're doing it for. I mean, I'm not talking your upper, upper, upper tier people. They're getting paid. You know oh, what I'm okay. saying? Like a- but, but mostly when you're doing editorial work, it's for your work to be seen by others. It's for your, it's your way of saying, hey, this is my thought process and this is how I see Chanel. This is how I see diesel jeans. This is how I see these watches or the, mm-hmm. you know, this is my take on it, you know? And 
what do you think? You know what I mean? This is what I'm seeing. And it goes out there to millions of people. If it's a great magazine, millions of people. Like by the pyramid of people on Instagram. Yeah. You know, in a, in a year's time, what when it got posted a year ago to what it, the viewership is, is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Does that mean you're giving out all your uh, usage rights to them? That's a great question. I've never even thought of that. Oh. Usage rights. Um, if it's a paid assignment that I've gotten hired for, there's always usage and an embargo or a time in which the the pictures are owned by them but then they're owned by me that it, that happens a lot in music when you shoot an album cover or it doesn't really happen a lot in fashion they usually buy you out in perpetuity or oh. you have you own the images for two three years and then they excuse me they own it and then you get it after or whatever the deal is you make with you and your agent or whatever oh, okay but a magazine doesn't own your images oh that's nice mm-hmm yeah, they're yours. You paid okay. for them, but That's you can't. You can't sell those images to another magazine, right? You wouldn't want to, right? Because it's there. You're shooting under it's the under the auspices too. that yes, yeah. You're shooting for for you know if you're doing a thing that you're putting in front of Italian Vogue, yeah. you want it to be what Italian Vogue's viewers want to see. You're not going to send that same image to l magazine or marie claire it's totally different animal yeah you know you have to know suicide you're you know like Alyssa galaviano at italian vogue is looking for a very specific kind of photographer and imagery um i had a (laughs) i had a breakthrough lesson from my naivete um i shot megan the stallion Mm mm-hmm what Um, a great i love her she's so cool oh she's funny she's so damn cool she's tall Yeah I, yeah, I could imagine. But she's really funny. And she's, <laughs> she's a nice enough person. Yeah. Um, so I was in charge of doing her gallery shoot, mm-hmm. a green screen. And I couldn't set it myself. Um, Snap Originals people sent a crew to set up this whole setup inside a barn. They did that. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this is what it feels like when people do shit for you I, th- I thought i had to do it and i was like i was really nervous no nope, you don't have to do it and they told me ahead of time god bless the snap staff they told me ahead of time this could be a billboard billy and i thought oh that's cool yeah you're gonna hate me when i tell you oh this. my goodness so honey, please I, don't I, tell me so they said and then we waited forever for her makeup and team and then mm-hmm. then they showed up they said you have 12 minutes Okay, that's okay. Okay, you don't need fine. time. I mean, look at this gorgeous green screen and the You're fine. gallery lights. Mm-hmm. So I shot, 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 and I was like having a heart attack. <laughs> There's like 20 people behind me, and then she was like picking the raw. It's like too dark. I was like, okay, I'll change the sh- change the ISO, and then she picked one she liked, mm-hmm. and that's it. We were done, and I got my day rate mm-hmm. because I was working for. I know I was shooting stills for the last day out of oh, a four day job. I think a month later, yeah, it did become a billboard on Sunset Boulevard, right in the heart of Hollywood. And I can't, and you didn't get paid for it. I did not, yeah. honey. I never, didn't know. Never. I was again. so stupid, you and I told never. my mentor this. I told David James and some other union photographers, like, "Hey, I got a billboard," and they're like, "Oh, nice. What did you get paid for that? What do you mean?" They're no. like, "Billy, it's a billboard." That's insane. In the heart of L.A., for a honey. month. I was like, yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, it's cool. For Snapple? But, uh, Snap Originals? Snap Okay. Films. Uh, you're talking $30,000, $40,000. Yeah, because eyeballs equals dollars. That's what David Fincher said. I'm sorry to report to you. If I was your agent, I'd be smacking you upside the head right now. <laughs> Why did <laughs> you agree to do that? I was so naive. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I want to be clear. I, I don't hold any grudges towards the, the people that uh, hired me for that gig, but... It was a wonderful experience and a definitely a great lesson. Okay. I even went there and took a picture with it. Okay. I'm just. I know you're giving my, me dagger eyes your, right now. Your listeners are like, can't see me, but my jaws dropped right now. I, know. I, I just you're can't. You're giving even. me hot eyes right now. <laughs> Michelle's about to like throw her mic onto the floor in my luxurious Storm studio. Storm out of here in disgust. Um, <laughs> but I brought that up because mm-hmm. 
people outside of business, when they want to hire photographers, first of all, they don't see photographers as like a real job, which is mm-hmm. something I'm always like trying to convince people. The concept of usage rights and, you know, extra payment for like licensing your images, like your images, as digital as they are, they are gold, they are property. So can you explain your intellectual property? Yeah. Can you explain to the to the layman like why that is crucial? It's everything. I mean, your your artwork is an extension of you. It's like labor that you commit to paper. Okay, so you have to get paid for that. So let's say when it's being when it's being um, used as a source of fiscal revenue for them, you must be paid. If you're doing it for a magazine, then you're being paid by viewership or adoration or hey, I'd love to work with you and people reaching out to you or likes or follows or what have you, okay? And Well, here's the common question Okay. after you say that point. Yeah. But Michelle, I already paid you $1,000 on that day to do that photo shoot. Why do I have to pay you another big check? Because it's what the market will bear. So if you can find someone else at my experience level and my eye and my dedication and my love that i'm going to give to this project for a thousand dollars then you should hire them and that's what i would say to them literally they're like okay well you knew i was going to make this into a billboard i would never agree to a thousand dollars for a billboard i would no 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 no. i meant i meant a thousand dollars for that day just to just hire you never i would never in other words what i'm saying to you is the minute that they said that to you about the billboard yeah you should have or could have very simply turned to them and said listen my understanding here was just this studio space that this wasn't going any further that it was this so i'm very happy to negotiate with you a fee for that and if not then i'm sorry but i'm going to decline you using these and nobody would disrespect you in the future for standing up for your art, your time, your your experience, everything. If she was happy and she gave you, like she killed all your other 10 images, but she gave you one, she yeah. gave you one that she said, I really like this and we can use this. As my image goes out there, it's me, it's my everything. I'm a massive star. You have to be paid for that. You have to be respected and that you lit her in a way that she said i like this yeah that has to be paid for sorry i'm putting my foot down as your agent (laughs) no i love this yeah Um, well just to rephrase my question is like uh you're like i didn't ask you that michelle (laughs) the client would be like yeah i paid you a thousand dollars for this day to shoot this person but billy why do i have to pay you ten thousand dollars more because of me putting up a billboard because the revenue that you're going to generate from this billboard, sir, of the millions of people that are going to drive past this billboard yeah. needs to be reciprocated to me fiscally. Yeah, It's an endeavor. You know, you're paying for this billboard. It's in the thousands and thousands of dollars. You can pay for the billboard. You can pay for me. Like just to print it alone was probably $10,000. Yeah. Unless it's an LED billboard. You and know what I'm all saying? of those eyeballs that are going to see it are going to drive towards you, sir, to your brand or your business or whatever. Not to mention in Los Angeles, Sunset Boulevard between Laurel Canyon and Doheny is our, in New York, Times Square. You know what I'm saying? It's iconogenic to have a <sighs> billboard there. I come over here so I can kick you in the rear end. We should change. Just walk topic. over here. We sh- we should talk about something else. <laughs> this is. Um... We really should. No, I mean, I I still don't regret it negatively. I mean, I still. Did you take a photograph of it? Sorry to interrupt, but I'm Italian. Yeah. You took a picture of it with me in it. Okay, Why? I would just blast that thing all over the place. I did. Can nope. you do it again? I got like 13 likes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now I know, obviously. You've got to, got to, got to PR that stuff. You've got to Mm -hmm. say to people, you know, this is a great opportunity. I really loved working with her. She was so funny. And yeah, she was great. And I didn't mean for my voice just there to have a cadence of like sarcasm. I didn't mean that. What I'm saying is you've got to PR yourself because you're working. 
it's your work and it's your eye and it's your lighting and it's your your expression and you want people to see it and understand it again and again and again yeah and that that a billboard is no little feat it's a big flipping deal yeah get that and i didn't, I didn't duration know you did of a it. billboard what i didn't know you did a billboard on sunset how come i don't know that see what i mean because i didn't tell you well, you I should was, tell me. I was afraid of you were going to kick me. Um, in the rear end when I found out you didn't get paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to like uh, business negotiating as mm-hmm. a freelance photographer. So what would you say is like some of the biggest lessons that you've learned? That you just got one, dude. Okay. Big, big 101. I thought we moved past this. Up. <laughs> I thought we're done with the whole billboard talk. Oh, I might bring it up again. I'm kidding. I won't. <laughs> Um, at the end of the day, it would be so nice for you to have a great agent if you don't talk to people that are above you in stature Yeah, and about- what they do to negotiate jobs and what they get and what's the going rate for this. And don't ever, ever pick your camera up unless you're getting paid something that's relative to another photographer maybe giving you advice on it that does what you do. You know what I'm saying? What if you don't have an agent? Like what? what a lot are of the, people don't. What and are the flags people, to look out for? A lot of people are representing themselves. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there's a lot of things that are wrong with that. And you don't have anyone protecting you. Yeah. But at the same time, you do reap the benefits fiscally of not having to pay someone 20, 25%, whatever it is. Oh. Um, but someone also looking after you is really wonderful and saying no. But what other business practices should I like apply before I take a gig? Like, what should I look out for? I think we mentioned some of the most critical ones, a crew that is going to support you and, and and loves your work and wants to be there and the morale is very good. Well, I'm not that level yet well, where, where I need a but team. But it starts from you. Yeah. It starts your crew. But what if I'm just like a solo guy doing like mini, mini gallery shoots like this or something? Okay, that's okay. okay. I want you to have support and I want you to have a Digitech come and I want you to have maybe a gaffer come with you. And What's I, the going rate of hiring those guys? And girls. Um, it depends on the project. It will vary. It could be. It's that's such a vast question. You know what I'm saying? Well, what's what's like a like a dumb rate? Like you should never mention that for though. a gaffer, for yeah. a lighting tech, like, a, a like, really good one, like anywhere than, from six fifty to two thousand dollars. Okay. But I'm not suggesting that you need someone who's going to light, leave you and go light. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just want to know like what number is considered like like stupid or one number is just ridiculously high you know for a gaffer uh, each of those crew members like you got the digitag you got well, your i mean first look if you're shooting for a billboard on sunset oh god <laughs> do we have to keep bringing this up no then i would pay someone two thousand easy because sure. it's my ability to stay with the client, my ability to be relaxed, know that they're taking care of the lighting that I've given them the directive of, that I've painstakingly shown them examples of um, from a painting or work from, you know, a, a masterful photographer that I've loved from the 40s or what have you. That person is so talented that they could go on the set with two other guys or gals and light it for me and have me just take the talent and walk right on the set show me a polaroid or show me the digital screen and we're just ready to rock and roll and you know what i only need five minutes now yeah because this whole time i've been in the makeup room maybe sitting there and talking about their kids or talking about you know something important to them or important to me or talking to the fashion director of the magazine and or the client and yeah. really spending time with your client instead of your hoofing and sweating and lifting lights. I, I don't am. think so. I you am. know what I'm saying? Like it's better for you to be relaxed in your endeavor so that when the creative part comes, you're ready. All yeah. you need to do is pick your camera up. It's set. Everything's ready to go. Your digital tech's got you like so supported if you can afford it. If you can't, then get people to work with you that you can inspire and that you can teach and that you can help them get a leg up by just being on your set with like a beautiful talent like you had 
doing a billboard. So you you always have a go-to team? Like you have a... Go-to. Okay. Family. I'd call them my family. Can like you, I could literally call them and say, it's two in the morning. Can you come get me? That's how close I am to oh, some of my team I members. I wish I had that. Can you briefly describe each uh, teammate's responsibilities? Because this is a new lesson I learned, like your mm-hmm. first assist, second, and did you yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, they're, it's pretty obvious. Do they all want to be your level? Is that what they're doing? They're Some working of them up? don't give a tinker's ass about my level. It's not that. They, they just they love just, what they do and yeah, yeah. hire a gun. In other words, they just want to be joyful, enjoy the day, get their beautiful day rate, mm-hmm. not be yelled at have fun make beautiful imagery i mean i try to keep my set so light so happy shit happens you just roll with it i I'd mean love to everybody that works for me will tell you that right you know what i mean i keep it super chill i get nervous they know i'm nervous but it's That's usually it's never because of a person like Mick jagger sitting in front of you i'm nervous never Mick jagger yeah, of course. But I'm just saying, I, I don't get nervous because it's the person. I get nervous that, oh my God, I see that one light's not firing. Holy shit. Yeah, I can And all that. I do is I take a deep breath. I look over to my gaffer or my first or second assistant and I say, hey guys, could you guys fix that for me, please? Get on that, fire that pack, dump that pack, whatever. Because the last thing I want to do is let anyone know that I'm uncomfortable because I am the director. I have to, I'm responsible for everybody's cadence, yeah. everyone's happiness, nervousness, everything. Yeah. So I got to keep it together. What's the difference between a first and second? Assistant? Yeah. Just levels of responsibilities. First assistant's like. Just because um, they know more? Yeah. About all the yeah. different. And then a gaffer to me is more about just the lights. Yeah. That's it. It's we have discussions about what fixture, why, what modifier, why, how high, what stand, what sandbag, what Cardellini clamp we're going to use. Everything is exhaustively Which taco gone truck are we getting? Exactly. If you're in the desert and you don't have power, one Cardellini clamp and you needed it, what are you going to do? Run four hours to go? You see what I'm saying? No. So that guy or girl is so important to me because I want to relax. I want to be creative. Yeah. And my first assistant underneath the gaffer is like that next layer cake of, Eric, you got everything you need. I don't talk to Michelle. It's not because of me saying don't talk to me. Are you kidding? I love to bullshit with the crew. But what I'm saying is I don't want to hear anything that something's broken. I don't want, I don't want, I, I need you to support me here and i need you to just make it right like if you need to run to sammy's and grab a new you know bronze color pack go get it don't tell me just go get it have it delivered then tell me later unless someone broke their foot and you need to tell me they're going to the er do not talk to me about gear once we're on the set i want to be with the client i want to be with the actor i want to be centered and i want support from my digital people from my hair and makeup people they'll come to me they'll be like hey oh my god you're not going to believe how beautiful she looks they will never come out to me and go oh i decided to do their hair her hair in pigtails like no. there's been discussions for ad nauseum before we even pick the camera up of who's going to do yeah what and where and all i'm that. very sorry structured. my answers are long-winded i apologize no I, no this is so good i mean i i like things pre-structured as well like you don't mm-hmm. want surprises that's the your enemy yeah you uh, want unless, good surprises yes yeah especially in, with the talent yes unless yeah. it's something that they weren't willing to do and now they're willing yeah. to do it like how you lie to adrian brody that he dropped something so you could <laughs> get that angle <laughs> and this adrian my brody attack. stole my pie tin Your i will what? say that to the folks Oh, I made an apple pie. Sometimes I'll bring food that I have, uh-huh. like I make, and I just have it on the set, and I'll sure, tell everyone I made a pie. And Adrian Brody, after everyone had had a piece, he took it to his dressing room and ate the whole rest of the pie, which was like this big. Well, yeah, he three was, quarters of. Pie. He starved himself for the photo shoot. <laughs> like the. Then he said, oh, "I'm going to take your pie tin." I'm it's like, not "All the right." Pianist too. And it was a nice pie tin. Wow. He's got my pie tin. What are some of your failures Mm. that you're glad happened? Okay, I'm not going to mention names. 
but it's a very big talk show host. Okay. And I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. And I asked this person one question. Oh, no. What'd you ask him? What nationality are you? Because I can't figure it out. I'm trying to rack my brain. And this person just bit my head off. And I had to muster something in me to not lose it and be completely ruined. And I just took a deep breath and I went, okay, right on, you know, let's move on and let's just, you know, and I cut the shoot. I cut that shoot so short. I wrapped it up. I said, I think I got it. I said to the client, let's go to the monitor. It was for a press junket. Let's just make sure we got the shot. And then we moved on and he left. So the creative director was happy yeah we got it it was for a press junket so it's just about you know did you start asking that question from that point on no i ask it every shoot almost even though when you do research and you you know look you're not going to ask robert de niro that question or martin scorsese well they're they're both korean right they're both korean it's clear yes that's why i look like them but this person took such offense that i asked that i mean you don't seem like you had a lot of um failures but I'm sure there were like years. Maybe technical failures that only I knew. I think that would freak me out more. That does freak More than out the emotional more. failures, you know? When tech shit goes wrong, you're like, my reaction is always the same. It's 2023. Why are we still having problems with the, all the wiring and shit? And I'm so sorry, Laika. I love you guys. Oh, like, no. Here it comes. Here it comes. Let it you out. You are my everything i hold two of your cameras in my hand which one daily the sl2 and the sl2 and they both equal the SL 100 the SL2. million dollars but i am so sorry when you tether it oh it just it just does not like it on occasion and i just i i'm not going to impugn their reputation because it precedes them they are so such a beautiful company with such support <laughs> no i'm not i i'm literally shit you not they support their photographers like I've never seen. Look at that gallery opening. But there's something we've got to solve this problem technically between tethering the Leica SL2 and Capture One. There's some misfire when you're when you're using the camera What's over the and over and over is again. It slow? I don't know. I don't like know a what delay? it is. No, the, the 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 software literally shuts down. It Maybe disengages from addressing the camera and it happens on every single one but like my has, shoots where i'm shooting rapidly yeah that sounds right but and like megapixels are so huge that the file sizes are so huge and that 48 can, megapixels on the sl2 that's like 100 megabytes yeah or something. Yeah. yeah that could cause shit yes, to happen it's true yeah and i don't want to impugn like a I, I, I really Because you want to have your own gallery showing at like No. I mean, yeah, well, thank you. If they asked, of course. But but I'm just saying, I even feel bad saying that because they're such, they're such a great company. They've been so supportive of me beyond measure, like beyond. And You only shoot Lycos. Only Lyca. You like it, but I, you don't I love Leica. it. In fact, I even own iLyca.com. <laughs> oh, you I literally that, do. I want to pitch to you to, I want to hook you into Sony. Mm. There are face tracking, I know, low light I capabilities. Can't, I can't cheat on my like a boyfriend. I just can't. No, 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 no. Sony, Boy this is friends. the ultimate lover. <laughs> and you can have multiple lovers. This is true. But yeah. they I'm thought of everything. faithfully going to stick with my SL2. Okay. Which I love and I adore. And I Good luck on the 100 megabytes per yeah. picture. Yeah. <laughs> I know maybe I'm just shooting too fast, but yeah, yeah, the refresh rate is probably yeah, yeah. slowing it down, killing me. It's killing me. Can you downsize the raw files? You can. Okay. I think so you can. So like a lower put that res camera in the bag, and you can pick up the SL, <laughs> which shoots at 24 megapixels. Yeah, but do I that. don't like. Um, no, I there's nothing I don't like about the SL2. There's I like it. It's great. <laughs> I just like the SL. I like. I'm saying. I don't like the SL as much as the SL2 because there is an argument about lesser megapixels being more efficient to use than higher. And I would massively disagree with that oh. as because I love the higher megapixels. In fact, oh. I even am, am a fan of the Fuji GFX 100 
because of its megapixel size, I think that's it's beautifully appointed if you want to do things in large scale post haste. I first noticed you when I when Profoto featured your name and your work. And that's when the first time I saw uh, Michelle's photography, I was like, this is some dreamy, glossy stuff, man. Thank you. And um, what is it about Profoto to kiss ass? <laughs> that uh, None needed. I mean it. There's only yeah, two. I love it, too. Love. Are I you love kidding? it, too. I love my $2,000 flashlight. Yeah. Adore. Yeah. What is it about Profoto? It's sexy. It's like its support is un. <laughs> unmeasured Chris Frain you can literally call the guy and he'll walk you through anything you need um, the quality of the lights beautiful the make is beautiful I mean yes there's been some quirky decisions made about assembling umbrellas and sticks and not having sticks and I love their new soft zoom it's really cool it's likened to um, its predecessor the Breeza 180 or the 120 or the 170 i've heard of brisa um brisa being that german company and um the germans figured it all they out. just figure sh out when it comes to tech I'm sorry when it tech comes to and medicine yeah. they just figured it all out they're yeah they're, subways cars airplanes well cars i don't know that's my come on i'm italian <laughs> come on cars uh no i vaccines. drive a mercedes for god's sake i i'm with you yeah totally vaccines do. uh lights uh leica yes leica was invented leica, by a German. there you go but yeah. the pro photo you know when i started it was kind of like wow pro photo you know you've seen my photos yes what are your notes for me none oh per come on going no 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 come on i need to i i don't have notes art is art all i'll say to you is keep dreaming keep lighting keep looking at your friends at a restaurant how that candle's dancing on their face or okay. that sunrise or that that person in the car next to you that doesn't even know you're looking at them what can i do better don't let people take advantage all of right, your artwork all right all right all right, all right. <laughs> i think your love i guess of I photography is what's so inspiring it inspires me why oh. do you think I'm here? I drove an hour in the rain to be here to talk to you today because you love photography. You love this art form and you love cinematography and yeah. it's always inspiring to talk to other people that love it. Always. Well, thank you. My gosh, you're so darn welcome. Okay. Last topic to talk about. Yes. You've traveled to some beautiful freaking places to mm -hmm. shoot when that country could easily find a photographer close to your level so that's why i wasn't joking when i said this like you really know you've made it as a photographer when someone hires you to another country and you can bring your own team mm -hmm. and they give you like visual approval it's a gift it's such a gift like an honor how does that how do i how does that happen to me you put it out there and you say you call travel and leisure magazine no kidding yeah. and you say i'm going to korea to visit family i'd love to do a story on seoul i shit you not that's how i got so many jobs i would just literally call the magazine or call a client cold call them send them an email say i'm going to tokyo i want to shoot ginza for you do you have any assignments coming up or do you need an I did but one assignment that way. You're already telling them that you already booked your own flight. Yeah, but you have to understand that one train that left the station made so many other trains leave the station on their dime because they loved my work. I did work for them for like, they paid me, of course, but I paid to get there. But that first offer of me going on my dime got me like 30 other jobs with them. I shot for wow. Travel and Leisure, Bon Appetit, Savior, Martha Stewart Living, all by doing that. Because let's say a creative director in Italy is like, we need a photographer for this kind of shoot. I hope I'm not insulting you. but Why I'm would you be insulting? Never. You're too polite. No, like, I'm trying to put myself <laughs> in their shoes. Mm -hmm. Any outside country. Mm -hmm. You're talking with your staff and be like, we need a photographer for this shoot coming up, this campaign coming up. We could easily find somebody local. Yes, you can. But, but they're paying for you, your vantage point, your, your DNA, your 
everything. It's right. you they want. That's an, an amazing elite level to be on. So they do those kinds of things. I just wonder things. what they're looking for. <laughs> they believe in your vision will sell what right. they their wares and they believe in it so much that it's worth it for them to have you there. And you will be there. Keep when? Tomorrow. Oh God. This afternoon. I'm busy tomorrow. When I leave. Who's your favorite movie star you shot? I'm going to say Adrian Brody. Oh, nice. He was the most cool. He's a nice guy. Amazing, gifted, lovely person. And his mother is amazing. Oh, nice. Amazing photographer. Nobody came with him. Wow. Walked through the door alone. What's your coffee of choice? A stronger brew, dark roast with heavy cream. Like I never spare on the heavy cream. Well, Michelle, this has been fascinating and super beneficial. Thank you so much for coming through this massive storm to talk about yourself. Yeah, (laughs) you're so welcome. And I thank you for finding my work interesting and inspiring to you. And that to me means a lot. And that's why I'm here. And that's why I drove to see you to be in your sound stage and your sound studio. Oh, thank you, yes. And I I just really thank you for your admiration and kindness. And I love that you're a photographer too and that we can share things. You know, it's really cool. Oh, God. We have to kind of stick together, you know? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So thank you. Okay, well, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Peace out. Peace out.